The views and opinions expressed in the following program are solely those of the hosts and their guests. They may not reflect those of WISN radio staff or management or the Ellen Becker Investment Group, Incorporated, EIG. They are not intended to convey specific financial advice or recommend specific products. Advisory services offered through EIG, Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. EIG does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult with your tax or legal advisor with regard to your particular situation. Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sense Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Jamie Williams, Wealth Advisor for Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just east of 164 on Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building and also in the Village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building across from Winkies. We also service clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. Visit ellenbecker.com for more details. My guest today is Bob Winter and James Wilde, founders of Lake Country Travel and Entourage Expeditions. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning. Today we're going to talk a little bit about a topic that so many people have been thinking about for a long time. Obviously, we've been through quite a bit these last two years, and the face of travel has changed from the standpoint of being able to just plan or visit a certain destination in which you're wanting to go or wanting to do. Uh, So many things have kind of been put on hold. Um, but now we're starting to see some things kind of more positive related. So from that standpoint, welcome to the show. And why don't we start with learning a little bit about your company and how you you know, decided to start up? Yeah, well, thanks, Jamie. So, so Lake Country Travel has actually been around, and next month we're pleased to celebrate our 11th anniversary here in the Lake Country area and, and pleased to have one of the few actual storefront locations for a travel agency. So actually, we've been in the business for um, almost 27 years, actually really came out of the airline industry, met and decided that there's actually you know a need for a kind of more interesting travel experiences that were out there. So we ourselves had traveled quite a bit to various different parts of the world. A lot of people have said, hey, well, you traveled to this destination, tell me more about it. And we figured, what a great way to be able to share our travel experience as well as try to um, you know, be able to build a business around that, and, and especially a business that is community-based. And so that's what led to the founding of, of Lake Country Travel uh, back in 2010. So we're very excited about it. Excellent. Well, that's great. And I understand that not only do you have the travel side, but you have the expedition side as well. So that's uh, very interesting. I can't wait to hear more about that. Um, It's my understanding as well that you've been featured on some national platforms and recognized by, you know, certain aspects of the travel industry overall? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So over the years, we've been very fortunate to be able to be recognized both locally, nationally, and, and internationally through some major trade publications, as well as various print and uh, and voice media outlets along the way. Um, and, you know, it's always just so reassuring. When I remember one time that we were on, uh, received an article from a national travel trade publication. We actually had other travel agencies contacting us to learn, you know, maybe a little bit more about how they can try to uh, leverage that to be able for their businesses, you know, in their part of the country too. So we're glad to be able to share that expertise just as we share it with clients, but also within the travel industry itself. Excellent. So tell me how things are going right now. I mean, we're 
all of a sudden, going into the second half of the year, we had a lot of momentum just from the standpoint of things starting to open up. And I, I can imagine that people are very eager to get out there. So is there, how, how's it going for you guys right now? Yeah, well, I'd have to say ever since probably the last part of March of this year, uh, we've started to see an uptick in folks that have wanting to travel. You know, I mean, we're starting to look at, at more recent surveys that have been done. You know, we're starting to see that, um, you know, statistically, just a couple of weeks ago, one in five global consumer travelers plan to travel internationally within the next 12 months. And so we're starting to see that. But of course, and, you know, now with new variants coming around, we start to maybe see a little bit of a, a slowdown. But I think overall, it's this is really forcing folks to reevaluate and also realize um, the ultimate, you know, the, the key word that's out there, which is flexibility. Mm-hmm. So you can, you know, certainly plan a fantastic vacation, but also have in the back of your mind, you need to be flexible because airline schedules keep getting updated every six to eight weeks and countries um, open to visitors and then close to visitors. So you always have to have a, a plan B and a plan C in place just in case. Yeah. And I could imagine with not only domestically, just that that's one thing, but most of your bigger trips are international. If I'm not, is that correct? Indeed, yeah. A lot of our business is international, so beyond the borders. So within the Caribbean, Mexican, uh, Mexico, or to Europe itself, um, which we actually from this area, it seems that there's a lot of folks that like to, to travel to Western Europe and then start to explore some of the Eastern European places. Are things starting to get a little bit easier, or is, is it still kind of you know an even keel situation out there as far as challenges? I wish I could say it's getting easier, but I think if anything, it's becoming more difficult, and it, it's it's becoming even more difficult as the consumer. So we're starting to see actually a lot more phone calls at the office. Folks are just so confused about where they get the most reliable information from, and how do they interpret it, and how can they you know make the best of their vacation investments? So the, the challenge that we're seeing is is that we, we we're starting to see countries open since March um, to touristic travel, but now we're starting to see rollbacks of that. Okay. And so, so countries that have now been open for weeks or months are suddenly, you know, reclosing the borders to tourism, and now forcing folks to try to reshuffle their plans at the last minute. Gotcha. Well, you know, from a standpoint of resources and looking out there to get good information, and is, is there a particular avenue that our listeners should take to kind of learn more about what? what's available and how to navigate? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, the, I think the, the overall the big key is is to just feel comfortable and reach out to a local travel advisor. It doesn't have to necessarily be ourselves, but there is a lot of great knowledgeable travel advisors that are out there, especially those of us that have managed to survive um, over this past year. We're the diehards that are out there and, and people who really are, are in the industry for the long haul. And so we have the resources that are out there to be able to share that knowledge of things. You know, and, and the other part of it, too, is a lot of folks, uh, just from a, a basic consumer standpoint to do research, is to visit the State Department website. Um, and so you're able to learn a little bit more about what's going on in each country. Typically, it's updated every several days. And those are the most reliable resources available to the public these days. That's great. We are joined today by Bob Winter and James Wild, founders of Lake Country Travel and Entourage Expeditions. We're talking about Uh, world travel and some of the things that people want to take into consideration right now, just given, you know, how things are rapidly changing and adapting. Um, I think you mentioned that word flexibility is probably one of the best ways to describe it right now. 
Um, and I think that's that's great. So you would suggest that if people are going to be doing travel or putting together a uh, a plan that they should, the U.S. state? Correct, yeah. So the, the, the State Department website, so it's available at travel.state.gov, and that will give you the most current information about each country in regards to uh, what the current COVID situation is there with the numbers, and then what is the entry requirements? Are they accepting visitors? If not, is there advanced testing requirements? How you get that? And also, very importantly, because we still have this, the uh, Order 361 in effect right now for the testing coming back to the U.S. from foreign destinations, it'll start to um, indicate you know where uh, you can reach out for a resource to get tested that will allow you to travel back home to the U.S. Understood. And... Just thinking outside of just the standard things that you need in order to travel, typically people would want to start booking reservations for different hotels, uh, car rentals, um, you know, hotels, things of that nature. What is kind of like the landscape looking like right now for that? I heard some things about car rentals and the challenges surrounding that right now. Yeah, indeed. I mean, what we're starting to see, um, or we actually have seen for quite some time, is I mean, prices are increasing. You know, there's there's no doubt that that there certainly is enough of a travel demand out there, and also within the travel industry, you know, a lot of destinations are being mindful that maybe hotels um, are not booking to full capacity because local restrictions prevent them from maybe only operating at forty or fifty percent capacity. And of course, the last thing they want to do is now suddenly book up to one hundred percent and only for a couple months down the line. To have to roll back, and we started to see that in some of the Mexican beach destinations, which recently over the past couple of weeks had a rollback down to a lower percentage. So certainly, when you when you get into a hotel, doesn't matter even if you're traveling locally or internationally. I mean, your experience as as a guest um, generally tends to be a little bit different. Maybe restaurants are not open seven days a week. Maybe they're operated on a rotational basis. Maybe some sort of the services are limited while you're there, and so it's just something to be mindful of that. that travel during pandemic is certainly not what it was uh, pre-pandemic, not only prices, but limited availability, but your overall travel experience, um, you know, it's going to look just a little bit different. So again, have that flexibility where we talked about before with major changes, but once you actually get into a destination, you you may have some inconveniences along the way. Is it somewhat organized or are people having to kind of can get into the weeds a little bit with trying to figure things out, would you say? Yeah, I I think that it, it, as much as we want to try to be as transparent as possible, you know, with with the limited amount of people, especially traveling international these days, uh, people are just kind of learning on the fly as what's going along there. But I think the overall just kind of setting up the expectation and realizing, you know, to you know, make sure that you have your vaccination card, which is becoming a trend in a lot of um, international destinations to get into museums and different attractions and being prepared that way. And also realizing when you uh, want to eat something very simply, you just don't go like you did before and, and just run out to a restaurant and you're going to sit down and eat. It actually requires you to do some little bit of planning, realize maybe multiple restaurant options because they're not you know, seating at a full capacity sure. and they just don't have the servers available for it. So it may take a little bit extra work or you may actually be doing takeout uh, and enjoy something a little bit different in your destination. I experienced just that thing. Not too long ago, we went on a weekend trip and the restaurant was only accepting so many people at one time. So I could only imagine how that would look internationally if you're in one of these major city destinations like Paris or um, any of the other bigger cities that you would explore or visit. So 
with that being the case, um, I know when we come back from our break, I want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the other areas of readiness, you know, when it comes to passports, considerations, things of that nature. So with that, we'll be right back from this break. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jamie Williams, one of the wealth advisors here at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Today on our show, we're talking about travel with our guests, Bob Winter and James Wild of Lake Country Travel and Entourage Expeditions. Welcome back to the show. Great. Thank you. So before the break, we were talking a little bit about a number of things related to challenges right now and just the landscape of being able to go out and enjoy yourself, um, whether it's Domestic is one thing, but international is more of your mainstay in terms of some of the bigger trips that you organize. Uh, whether you're a, a do-it-yourselfer or you're working with a larger group, there's always considerations, right? So from the standpoint of technology, you know, I'm just curious, how has that changed in the last couple of years when it comes to, you know, food and the, the aspect of being able to source things that are needed on a trip? Because it, it's fascinating to me to think that you just can't necessarily get what you want. Yeah, and we are seeing great leaps in technology. It's it's amazing. I mean, this stuff has been around for years, and maybe in other parts of the world it's been used a little bit more and a little bit less in the U.S. or whatever it may be. But, I mean, one of the major trends that we're seeing now is – app-based delivery services when you go into a destination. So while we have been so used to, accustomed to meal delivery services here in the U.S., they're also becoming very pronounced um, in the international destinations itself. So um, you can think of some of the the major apps that are out there, and uh, and they are focused on maybe the fact that you want to be inconvenienced with going into a restaurant or you can't find one available, or perhaps you've gone to a destination that you're not really familiar with the language. So now you can go ahead and, and pull up the app. It's you know written in English for you, and you can select mm-hmm. what it is, and they'll conveniently deliver it to your um, hotel location. Similar thing, too, maybe you need some sort of first aid or some aspirin. They'll go out and do the yeah. shopping for you so that you don't have to go out and be public and expose Safe. yourself potentially um, yeah. to go that way. And, and even along that same technological sides of things, we're seeing that you know within hotels itself. You know, Gone away are the menus for the room service in the room or I need to order up some extra towels or even to the standpoint of checking in you know a lot of major hotel companies these days you have their app you'll go in and you'll check in for your room you'll select your room you will just bypass the front desk and when you leave at the end of the day um, you will be check out via there and even to get into your room you're not actually handling a physical key but you're using your smartphone in order to access your room so huge leaps in technology is what we're seeing these days no kidding so Self-service, more hands-off transactions. So you're getting to the destination. You're able to enjoy the experiences, but it's more of a hands-off approach to being able to source a lot of the things that people would be looking for. So that's fascinating. Um, you know, in terms of readiness, you know, I like to think about when you're preparing for your trip, it could be six months, a year, maybe two years in advance. People are starting to really plan these trips that have so many moving parts. In some cases, they're multi-country destinations. Tell me a little bit about some of the things that people should really be thinking about if they are planning a trip right now. Yeah, I think that right now, I mean, folks should really start 
continue to keep dreaming. You know, we, we always encourage that at the very beginning of the pandemic and everybody was kind of sitting at home and, and kind of first drowning in their sorrows that they couldn't have to cancel all their trips. Uh, but we always encourage them, keep doing the research. Now, this is the perfect time. You know, what we're all starting to look for is responsible travelers. We just don't want a person that's going to go out there. I'm going to book a ticket to a destination, just going to show up and just look, you know, with like a deer in the headlights look on there. So we want someone that actually does the research to learn a little bit more about the culture, you know, the the activities that are there, maybe perhaps learn a few words of the language. Um, are they doing any sort of maybe a, a green recycling efforts if it would be, you know, appropriate along the way. And so that is something that we, we really encourage to do. And that's something that we do at the agency um, too, is just to, again, encourage the overall education before just selecting randomly a destination along the way, just so you get much more out of your vacation. And then certainly, you know, we start to set a timeline for you when you should actually start maybe making some different reservations because certain destinations are, are, you know, much more in higher demand than others. And maybe you need to get, you know, reservations for trains, you know, X amount of days in advance because they will sell out, especially oh, now sure. with very limited service. So something just to kind of keep thinking about. So again, it's a, it's a timeline that kind of goes along the way um, whenever we start to plan with someone. I could also imagine how important travel insurance has been from the standpoint of being able to, like you said, be flexible, make adjustments. Um, what has your experience been o- over the last year or year and a half or so, but then looking ahead around considerations for the travel insurance aspect of things? Yeah, indeed. So, I mean, obviously we've had travel insurance around for quite a bit of time. We've had, you know, stuff that's either available directly through a tour company or through third-party insurance, and we're just very lucky in the state to to have a, a travel insurer in our backyard that's very nationally recognized. But before it was either we had a very clear segment, folks that would never buy travel insurance at all, or we would have the folks that were the diehards that always did it. And now mm-hmm. it seems that the trend is majority of the people purchase the travel insurance. So, you know, I think the big key takeaway for your listeners today is to realize, I mean, most travel insurance is similar type, you know, but it's only as good as are they actually going to be paying out at the end of the day. And and we always encourage folks to read the description of coverage. Don't just take anyone's word for it that, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and buy a policy and it's going to cover me carte blanche and everything's going to be good. Take the time to read the the legalese side of it to know that it's the appropriate policy for you that's going to give you the necessary coverage in your destination and come back. You know, and a lot of times, you know, you cannot be canceling due to the fear over travel um, due to COVID or maybe some other virus that you may be getting. So look for those optional riders or provisions that may be available. They're very rare to try to find them these days, but try to explore any sort of cancel for any reason um, provisions that you may be able to add to your travel insurance. And certainly ask the questions along the way. Don't, again, just assume that you're covered 100% ask questions of the provider. That's great advice. We are meeting with Bob Winner and James Wild, owners of Lake Country Travel and Entourage Expeditions. They've been operating here in Lake Country for 11 years or so. Yeah, 11 uh, years. Industry professionals talking about some considerations right now for travel. You know, something that I believe everyone is interested in getting back to and doing more of. Um, I can tell you from my experience as a financial planner, working with a number of our clients over these last few years here, that uh, you know there, it, it's something people have been planning for, and it's not always easy right now because of all the postponed 
events, but we're starting to see some of those trips actually happen. So that's good. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, some of the new virus situation uh, mandates and things of that coming down the line have maybe put some speed bumps out there. But, you know, overall, again, being flexible and keeping things in mind from a long-term perspective uh, is definitely a benefit. So let's talk about passports for a moment, um, because I, you know, I've gone through, I've gotten my passport and renewed it at least once. Uh, it was a pretty straightforward process for me, as I recall. Um, is it still that way right now? Yeah, I think that the, the, the passport process itself is relatively straightforward. The, the key is is really to be prepared. You know, certainly download the information that's available from the State Department website, travel.state.gov, and understand that, you know, perhaps if you're a renewal that you may not necessarily need to go directly into the post office itself, that there's a lot of self-service options, and it'll save you a lot of time along the way. But certainly, you know, as of time of, of publication is that the – processing time for passports has exceeded uh, probably anyone's wild expectations. And you can start to see on the State Department website what the backlog is. I mean, right now, but we're starting to see renewals take upwards of three plus months. We're starting to see new passports taking fives, perhaps maybe even six months when you look at the total time, because you have to remember the times that the State Department uh, publishes for your passport renewals and new passport applications only applies to once they physically receive it in the office to the time that they get it out there. Obviously, you have the transportation time uh, to get to their office and before they accept it, and then vice versa, that that time when it leaves their office to come back home. So, you know, certainly, uh, you know, as we start to to look at, at the summertime now, you know, if, if folks do not have a passport yet uh, for traveling this winter, now is the time to actually do it. And, you know, of course, you know, you can renew your passport. You don't have to wait for your passport to expire in order to renew it. Uh, there's a, a grace period just before it is ready to expire to do that. So I would encourage folks not to wait at mm-hmm. all because it seems that now you have these very limited opportunities when sure. countries open uh, to be able to jump on and, and, and take advantage of that. And you'd have to have to be stifled by a delayed passport. Yeah, I can only imagine. That's got to be one of those very important aspects of things that could really throw um, a snag in your plans if it's not up to date and accurate. So I know that there was uh, some talk about being TSA uh, certified or going through a process so that it's smoother at the airport. Do you want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a, there's a couple of different things. Obviously, there you know the one thing is the the real ID, which continues to keep getting pushed uh, further and further is now back into 2023. That's where you get the enhanced driver's license for air travel domestically. Um, but certainly the options that are available uh, for you is um, is that either the TSA pre-check program or the global entry program that is available um, through Customs and Border Protection. Of the two, we usually suggest that, I mean, if you're going to plan to travel internationally, go for the global entry right away sure. because with that $100, the TSA pre-check is included. So any of those domestic trips you do to go uh, down to Florida or California – are going to be included with it. Yes, it's a little bit more um, bigger process, but we've found out with with Customs and Border Protection uh, currently that you're able to get an appointment to to see an officer relatively quickly these days. Before, it used to take months to go for your interview once you're approved for global entry, and now you can get it relatively quickly. So it'll certainly will save you lots of times. Anyone that's been through O'Hare over the past two years will realize uh, how fast you could potentially get through 10 minutes versus three hours, Um, and that $100 will be more than worth it. 
That's really good. That's the star in your driver's license, right? Getting getting that real ID on there. The real ID yeah. on there, yeah, and as well as that, uh, the extra enhanced uh, ability to arrive early through the global entry. Wonderful. So we've been talking with Bob Winter and James Wild, founders of Lake Country Travel Entourage Expeditions, uh, operating here in Lake Country, but also serving clients of theirs throughout uh the, the United States um, and international travel. So we're going to take a short break. And with that, when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about some of their travel structure, group travel and individual travel, along with budgeting and some of the aspects of it from a financial standpoint. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jamie Williams, Wealth Advisor of Ellen Becker Investment Group. Our guests today are Bob Winter and James Wild of Lake Country Travel and Entourage Expeditions. We've been talking about a number of items as it relates to group travel is something we're going to talk about here in a minute, but just considerations around things that you would really want to plan for when it comes to planning a big trip. So welcome back to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. So we've talked about a number of things up to this point. Let's talk a little bit about the money side of travel. Have you noticed any uptick in cost? Are we in line with uh, where we were pre-COVID? Yeah, I mean, we really are seeing prices rise uh, versus pre-pandemic pricing. And again, a lot has to do with just the whole simple concept of supply and demand. I mean, right now, again, with with suppliers limiting uh, maybe the amount of capacity in hotels, we know that the airlines are much smaller than what they used to be in the past. And and I think we'll continue to be uh, as they as they start to re ramp back up again, we know that their hiring is is taking a very long time, so they're very very cautious to to see that expansion happen. Um, but but overall, because there now is seeing this surge of demand since the end of March of this year, uh, we're starting to see again those prices continue to rise and rise and rise. Um, fortunately, it looks like maybe folks have you know done their their home improvement projects and they've still tried to save a little bit of money aside yeah. for travel. Mm-hmm. And they're now willing to go out and spend it. So uh, we're just kind of really being mindful of that. And also kind of coaching folks, you know, we know that you've been pent up and sitting in your house for a while and you want to get out there and travel. Um, but let's take a look and see, make sure that you're not overspending for a trip that really maybe you should plan for. And maybe let's plan for another 12 months from now when maybe the timing is a little bit more appropriate. And there's a couple destinations right now that are actually overpriced that really need to be more right-sized before you go in order to get the best value for your vacation investment. Sure. I imagine a lot of that just relates to supply and demand. So that's one thing that as we work with our clients and sit down and really understand what their goals are around putting together kind of a long-term outlook for their finances, our clients talk about travel. Um, whether it's staying here in the U.S. and buying an RV, to see how these clients plan for that and put together a budget around it. The big one for a lot of our clients is international travel and taking group trips. And we're going to talk about that here in a few minutes. But when we do our financial analysis and just kind of look at cash flow, that's a big thing for us. We always want to build in you know, an opportunity there. We're seeing more and more people want to bring you know, their relatives, their kids, their grandkids, and do a nice trip because it's just a, a way for them to get away. So we pride ourselves in making sure our clients are retiring to something versus from something. And 
travel is usually one of those aspects of things. Or, you know, with that being part of it, tell me a little bit about some of the things that your clients should be thinking about around the budget side of things. Certainly. And it's really is, is one of the, the questions, the, the top three questions when any client comes to us and is looking for some sort of travel advice to go to a destination. You know, what, what are you thinking of? How long do you wish to be go? And then, you know, the, the big question out there is, is what is the budget that you have planned? And for sure. us, you know, it, it's not as if someone's giving us a blank check. You know, I, we always want to try to get that stigma away from that, but really kind of helps to set the tone so that we can suggest reliable solutions that would help to best meet their needs along the way. But, you know, a lot of folks, when, you, when you're starting to look and plan travel, there's several components to that. And you just have to look at, of course, you know, what the trip price itself is going to cost to get you from point A to point B to be able to enjoy it in the hotels. Um, and, and certainly now the consideration is what is that travel insurance going to cost for you? You know, and mm-hmm. there's always a rule of thumb of a percentage roughly about what it's going to be um, to add that to that. And then also try to realize, you know, what additional funds you have available for incidentals to be able to just go to a destination and enjoy it. So, you know, the the time to going out to restaurants or enjoying activities, those things that are going to really help to build memories and experiences that I just didn't go to Paris just to fly in a plane for eight hours. I Mm -hmm. actually was able to go, you know, to the top of the Eiffel Tower. I was able to enjoy a, you know, a beautiful river cruise that was through there. So, and then also, you know, the other part that that is kind of the elephant in the room, but we need to, you know, address is the sort of the contingency side of things. So, I mean, there is always the consideration now that we're still in a pandemic of what happens if I have to get, if I'm stranded in a destination and you certainly have to plan for maybe additional quarantine costs or, or whatever it may be. So again, several components to have to consider along the way as you're trying to budget for your vacation investment. Um, you know, we always heard the word and within our industry of repatriation and wonder like, what the heck was that all about? Um, but we had clients that were stuck all over the world, um, as well as many agencies did. And we were using this whole concept of repatriation. So mm-hmm. working with the State Department to get clients on chartered flights. So, I mean, we've had clients in Asia, um, all over Europe. Um, I had clients in Australia that were, in order to get on a repatriation flight, it was a flight that wasn't even posted on the board. You just had to know someone in order to get on this flight, and it was an evacuation flight to Hawaii, but they didn't want to post it because otherwise they'd have so many people trying to get out to it. Um, And quite honestly, repatriation flights are very expensive, but when you're stuck as a foreigner in a destination, it just is what it is. So, I mean, it's something that you just really to be mindful of. But I think at the end of the day, I mean, those of us professionals of the travel industry really felt the sense that, wow, you know, we really offered so much value to clients by being able to be there for them when they're in a really tough situation versus booking on their own and trying to call into an 800 call center and getting nowhere with it. So we were all there for them. Certainly hope that that's all in the rear view for us and we don't ever have to go back there again. But you know, with that being the case, it's it's definitely a consideration. So ha- has there ever been a trip or anything that you've been on that just kind of sticks out or is a experience that you'll never forget? Um, I think one of my favorite experiences traveling around the world is about five years back, we went to Uganda um, in Central Africa, and uh, we were able to trek with gorillas. It was a experience that would blow your mind, um, being able to get up close and personal um, with these gentle giants, I guess you would call them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was one of those trips that I would never forget, definitely. That's amazing. 
I think that the, the furthest I've been or, or that, that we've been um, is around the world. I, it, it, and, you know, it, I think it's one of those those hidden things that many people don't talk about. You know, they think, oh, my gosh, this is an over-the-top. It's so incredibly expensive. And actually, around-the-world travel is actually not as expensive of an investment as, as most folks think. And it's mm-hmm. actually a, an airline ticket that you can purchase today. And so, um, and so that, okay. that, I think, is a, is a fantastic way to see the world because it's not as if you're going to be gone for you know months on end or whatever. It's something that could be done maybe in as little as two weeks, um, but and to get a taste of perhaps three destinations, four destinations along the way. But you know to be able to experience some Europe, maybe stopping over in the Middle East for a couple of days, heading over into Asia, um, sure. begin to see a different side of culture, and then flying back home. So um, I, we've, we've traveled around the world several times. Sometimes it's just easier when you're traveling to Asia to just keep flying east along the way. So uh, so it's some some different. That's fascinating. I would also like to uh, hear after our break a little bit about some of the food and some of the experiences and things that you've found um, in your travels. Uh, So with that, we're meeting with Bob Winter and James Wild, founders of Lake Country Travel and Entrez Expeditions. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. This is Jamie Williams, Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Our guests today are Bob Winter and James Wild of Lake Country Travel and Entourage Expeditions. We've been talking about the wonderful world of travel and all of the moving parts uh, associated with that. We've talked about you know traveling in the post-pandemic or hopefully soon in the far rear view mirror pandemic. But nonetheless, we're uh, talked about a lot of different things today and before the break, we were talking about just some of the budget, cash flow aspects of travel, you know, readiness, planning, timing, cost. And before the break, I mentioned food. And I was just curious. So as you plan and put these trips together, do you have any experiences you'd like to share? Yeah, certainly. So, you know, I mean, that's the thing that we try to set folks up for, you know. I mean, don't suddenly, you know, go out to a destination and then have to focus upon the fact that you need to, you know, eat some sort of fast food along the way. Although you'd be surprised how many fast food restaurants are in a lot of international locations, probably more so than here. But, you know, go in there and and try to experience. And and so really one of the bigger trends we've been seeing over the past couple years is cooking experiences Mm -hmm. um, to be able to go into a destination. And yeah, you're going to go through a cooking class and you think that you're probably going to bring back these skills and suddenly start to whip up some fancy stir fry or something. But, uh, but you know, I think it's more so is just the experience. It's, you know, it's one of those things, food brings folks together, you know, and, and no matter what sort of setting it is, it's something that's a very common ground that we can find in whatever culture we're in. So, I mean, I think back to a time when we were in India and we were invited into um, one of our tour directors' homes and to be able to share in an experience and how traditional Indian food is made and served and how you properly eat it along the way too. So that was a, a fantastic experience. And and even when we're starting to travel, you know, deep into Africa is to be able to and be able to enjoy the you know, the locally sourced food that is available for you and to to give it a try, you know, that that you know it isn't something that you're gonna typically have every day, but willing to give it a try and to to be able to see and enjoy it and mm-hmm. watch the faces of the folks that actually prepared it and knowing that that you know they put a lot of work into this it's not easy for them to necessarily cook this stuff in the middle of the bush food is always such a such an interesting topic and, and certainly draws people together 
I can imagine I have been on a few trips down into Central America, and I could tell you that the, the local people that are involved in the preparation and planning for that, it's their livelihood. And I found in many cases that they're fa- it's a family focus. And I, I love how you mentioned that it brings people together because that's one of the great experiences of travel is just to experience some of the opportunity to just try different things and do different things. I wanted to talk a little bit about the group travel aspect of things and specifically the planning that your company does around some of the cruises, some of the group trips. Give us a sense of what would someone expect from you know just working with a travel advisor like yourself. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to say that, I mean, we're working with um, a lot of the group travel experiences, you know, our focus, again, is not, again, just to send you out to a destination. Our focus is on responsible travel, immersion, and the commerce that's related to it. So we don't want you to be going into some, some major retailers to go and buy your trinkets. We want you to get out and to support the local businesses that are along the way. And I know James will share some of the aspects that, you know, continue to make our group trips very unique along the way and stuff that we have planned coming up soon. Yeah, so um, we created Entourage Expeditions a few years back because of the demand uh, we had on the Lake Country Travel side of things for group travel. Um, so we built that Entourage Expeditions, um, and we actually just cut out the middleman, um, these larger tour companies, mm-hmm. and we resourced local um, people to help us along the way at, at a lot of these trips that we've already been on uh, through Iceland, Ireland, Italy. Uh, the Danube River. Um, so we've teamed up actually with the Heartland Chamber of Commerce and we've teamed up with them again on some future trips that we have planned uh, coming up. Um, the next one's actually next month to Croatia. So oh, no we put that together recently and got a nice small group together. We do have one spot remaining out there, but um, we're going to travel at the end of September, early October. And I noticed too that you had uh, something posted about a trip up into, is it Antarctica? Or somewhere really far north. Well, we have an Alaska trip up north. Yeah, Um, yeah, we're doing an Alaska cruise tour next uh, June. It's going to take a 12-day tour uh, through Glacier Bay, um, Denali National Park. But we're actually heading south to probably the most unique destination I consider in the world, um, Antarctica. So we are doing that in February of 2023. So we do have a nice group of local people um, from southeastern Wisconsin going along. And it's going to be one of those unique destinations, but it's also going to be a unique experience as well. Um, So we do have a lot of people going on that, which is obviously still available for sale now, so you can always reach out to us. I'm just curious, what what goes into putting these trips together? I mean, does it start with an idea, and then you just kind of run with it and build a timeline? Generally, it starts with an idea, but recently, in the last three years, I would say, um, it comes from our customers. So these are are things that people are telling us that they want to do. They enjoy traveling with us. Um, They enjoy traveling with the community. That's why we created the African Safari. There was such a high demand um, to go on an African safari that we'll do next summer. How many people will you uh, host on a trip like that as far as the size of the group? The size of the group, generally we like to think around 30-35 is, okay. is a comfortable uh, group size. We do have larger group trips uh, like the Rhine River Cruise, which is a private charter down the Rhine River um, next May. Um, that we fully chartered the entire boat. Um, so we'll have 160 people on that. But um, generally speaking, our group sizes are around 30 to 35. Okay, that's a good that's a good size. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering about the dynamics with just people, because if it's a group trip, a lot of these folks have not uh, necessarily met each other before. Um, how does that look as far as 
you know, do you do anything in advance of the trip? And then what does it look like at the end of the trip, like after everybody's spent some time together? It, it, one of my favorite parts of the trips uh, prior to going is um, we hold these information sessions or these meet and greets. So we just recently had one up Pewaukee two weeks ago for this Croatia trip, especially, and then our Rhine River, where we get everyone together. So people sure. kind of get to know each other before the trip. But I think one of the most special things that me and Bob see on these trips is afterwards the friendships that are formed mm-hmm. um, and their continued friendships where people are still will run into them in the grocery store or, or something and say, you remember that, you know, trip to Italy where we cooked yeah. the pasta and, you know, drank plenty of wine. So <laughs> <laughs> I've found that to be the case just talking with people that I know that do a lot of travel. They'll make reference to friendships that were forged years and years ago just based on being on a trip together. And it's just an opportunity. And I'm, I've encouraged a lot of people to do it. I just wanted to find out a little bit more about uh, some of the other trends that we're seeing in travel. We know the typical trips, you know, the river cruises and things of that nature that have been around, but you mentioned the trip to Antarctica. Is there, is there anything else that you know, you're finding that people are doing either around multi-generational or you know, different group trips that are put together that are more tighter or unique? It really is these three main travel trends that we're certainly starting to see form into the future. And again, the, the, the first one is this multi-generational travel. So, you know, folks have been apart for so long and they've been, you know, can only do so much uh, via video conference call. Mm-hmm. And, and they knew that time was very precious and now they really want to get back to each other and, and, and see everybody face to face. So we're starting to see you, them going to, you know, destinations not only in the U.S. by renting houses. The other part of it, again, is the unique destination similar to the Antarctic expedition that we have coming up in February of 2023. But again, they're realizing, wow, I can't believe that I suddenly, you know, had my wings clipped and I wasn't able to travel so much. Now when I go out to travel, I want to go out and see this this major destination. I want to go see Machu Picchu and experience. Mm-hmm. I want to go to the Galapagos yeah. Islands. So these really the proverbial the bucket list trips. Instead of people just dreaming about them, people are getting out and they're doing it and travel out through 2024 at this point, which is a huge number to look at, but yes, we are out actually three years on travel planning. That's very realistic. And again, the group travel, which James talked about before, is becoming very popular once again. And why? Because our format, which allows for folks to get to know each other before they travel, now you're starting to get the comfort level and you know. So you're not going out on a on a group trip that has been pre-planned for you in a brochure that you fly eight hours to a foreign destination and now there's people from all these different cultures and now you know all of this in yep. advance and are you going to be able to click with them and now you feel comfortable and now you're traveling as this cohort group of people. Yep, you know, and, and again, what really makes what's us unique on the Entourage Expedition side is that we actually travel with you on the trip. You know, we, yeah. we're, we're not just well, selling you this travel huge. experience but you meet with us face-to-face so every step of the way, handling your airport experience and everything so you don't have to think about how to travel but immersing yourself right away into the destination of the whole travel experience right away. That's amazing. And as I've been talking with you gentlemen today and just kind of learning more about this, it's really opened my eyes up a little bit just around who you're working with on these things, the concept of a travel advisor that is not only helping you plan, but going with you. And on that end, I will mention that our guests today have been Bob Winter and James Wild of Lake Country Travel and Entourage Expeditions. We've been talking about a number of aspects as it relates to travel. Some of the key takeaways that definitely have to plan in advance. You have to be flexible. 
you have to definitely ask questions and then just stay informed with all of the things that are changing in this environment. Um, gentlemen, I wanted to ask you if, if anybody wanted to get in touch or learn more about uh, some of the opportunities coming up, including some of the trips you just referenced, where should they go? So there's a couple different ways to to get in touch with us. Obviously, to reach out to Lake Country Travel for your individual travel needs, um, which is available at 262-696-4222. Again, that's 262-696-4222. Or just visit us on the website at mylakecountrytravel.com. Again, that's mylakecountrytravel.com countrytravel.com. For any of our group stuff, you can go ahead and visit Entourage Expeditions. Visit us on our website at entourageexpeditions.com. Excellent. Uh, Thank you for sharing your experience and expertise in this area. We really appreciate having you today. Money Sense airs on Saturdays from 12 to 3 p.m. and on Sundays from 12 to 1 p.m. If you liked today's show and want to learn more, please visit www.ellenbecker.com or call us at 262-691-3200. As always, you know, I hope that we've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, we certainly advise, and before we invest, we always listen. Thank you.